This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. You're invited to join us at our worship assemblies each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. Now this afternoon, we're going to talk a little bit about the faith of Jabez. Um, you know, I had to look that up. I wanted to say Jabez, and I found a... Oh, I looked it up online, and they had an audio of it, and, and uh, they said Jabez. So I'm going to try to stick with that. I, may say, I might say Jabez at some point in time, but it's Jabez. You know, last weekend, or last Sunday afternoon, uh, Zane talked about the faith of the woman who, who touched the garments of Jesus. And, well, we get another one on faith this Sunday afternoon, so we hope you enjoy it. In First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 through 10, uh, it, there's a man that's mentioned there that kind of stands out from the crowd, so to say. You know, in the first, oh, nine chapters of that book, it talks basically about genealogies. There's a bunch of names mentioned. There's like 600 plus names that are mentioned. But for some reason, Jesus or God points out distinctly Jabez. He points him out. In those two verses. And those are the only two verses in the Bible that uh, his name is mentioned in. So we're gonna we're gonna look at that real quick. First Chronicles chapter four, verse nine through ten. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the Lord on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed. And enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. I know it's just two verses there, but we're gonna kind of dissect it, I guess, so to say. But there's five secrets in this man's life that I feel like they're applications to life. So. Basically, five applications to life that we can learn from. And the first one is, Jabez had a life of faith. Now, you might think, well, why do you say that? You, you got two verses in the whole entire Bible that has his name in it, and that's it. So how can I say that? Well, we look at verse 10, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. So what did he do? He prayed, didn't he? Now let's look at James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So Jabez prayed to God, but he prayed in faith. And it's obvious that his faith wasn't wavering, was it? Because God heard him, and God answered his prayer. You know, it's because of that simple prayer that we still are talking about Jabez today. You know, some, what, 2,000 years or so later? Just from a simple prayer. When he was a simple man of faith, there's... There's no mention in the Bible about Jabez having any special ability, a talent, or a gift. It doesn't say that he was wealthy or educated. 
He wasn't a great prophet or a great preacher. He wasn't a wise ruler for some great nation. He wasn't a, a warrior that you know, could single-handedly take out an army. That's not, it doesn't say anything about that from him in the Bible. But he's remembered because he prayed to God in faith. And God heard him and he answered his prayer. So it's this prayer that sets him above the norm, right? That's why out of those 600 plus names that God specifically mentions him and mentions his prayer. You know, our prayers can stand out like that. Our prayers can help us live above the norm. You know, maybe there's been times you've you've hesitated to pray about something. Uh, Maybe you felt like your request was selfish or or foolish or um, maybe you just didn't feel like God would answer your prayer. You know, I know there's been times where I thought that something I'd pray about was selfish and so I just didn't pray about it. You know, there's something that I've learned about prayer, though. If, if you ask God for things that he already wants to give you, well, it's not selfish, is it? It's not self-centered and it's not wrong because God already has ambitions for our life. He already has things that he wants in our life. He wants us to be sex- successful. He wants us to have a life above the norm. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So why don't we call out to him? You know, why do we have those things that we think that we don't need to pray about? Why don't we ask him? Because that's exactly what Jabez did here. He asked in faith, believing that God would answer his prayer. And like I said before, God answered that prayer. So let's look at what Jabez prayed for. Jabez prayed for God to bless him. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. It's in God's nature that he wants to bless his people, isn't it? He he wants to bless us. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, God's talking to Abraham, and he says, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And then we read in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ. So God always wants to bless us, doesn't he? So it's not it wasn't wrong for Jabez to to ask God to bless him. It's not wrong for you or I to ask God to bless us either. Well, how much do you want to be blessed? Well, I'd say we all would want to be blessed a lot. And not that we haven't been blessed, but we need to ask God for those blessings. Because he wants to bless us. You know, it's interesting to me that that Jabez doesn't just ask to be blessed, does he? He asks to be blessed indeed. So you get the sense that he's not asking just for a, a momentary blessing. It's not a, bless me in this moment, is it? It's a, bless me today, bless me tomorrow, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that. It's, bless me forever. That's essentially what he's asking right here. Because you know, God has no shortage of blessings, and we should ask him daily to be blessed. 
Number three, Jabez prayed to have more. Enlarge my coast or enlarge my border. It's like saying enlarge my territory, make it bigger. That's what he's, that's what he's asking right here. You notice that Jabez didn't ask God for a million acres. He didn't ask God for a thousand acres. He didn't even ask God for ten acres, did he? All he said was enlarge my border, give me more. Is all he said. You know, when, when something happens, sorry, you know, something happens whenever we pray a prayer like that. Because we're taking the limits off God. Because at times we tend to take God and, and we, we put him in a box and he can't get out of those perimeters. He's in that box. So when we do that, we limit his blessings on us. And not only do we limit his blessings on us, but we limit what we can do for him whenever we do that. What we can do for the kingdom. You know, times we, when we do that, we come to church and we open that box and we let God out and we reap the benefits of that. And it's so easy to do because we're around like-minded Christians. It's easy to let God out and let him, you know, let us talk about him and, and let us love on one another and all that. Because we're here at church. We're here in front of people that we love, people that we're comfortable with. You know, as we gradually go through the week, the week though, we can take God and we start to shove him back in that box. And we don't let him stay out. We're not around people. We're not around godly people all the time, are we? So sometimes we don't let... God shine through us. And we put him in that box and we, we end up shutting that lid sometimes. You know what we need to do is we need to open that box up. We need to let God out and we need to take that box and throw it in the trash because we can't put a limit on God. God has no limits on what he can do to bless us. The only way that he is limited is by what control that we give him. If we don't give him everything, if we don't give him all that control... He can't bless us in the ways that he would like to bless us. You know, if we prayed a, a similar prayer today, it would, it would look something like this. I'm tired of putting limits on, your, on you, Lord. I give you my all. You give me what you think is best for me. Imagine if we prayed that every day. Lord, I'm tired of putting limits on you. I give you my all. Give me what you think's best for me. It's not about what I think's best for me. It's for, about what God thinks is best for me. But that takes a lot of faith, doesn't it? It takes a lot of faith to let God be God, to let God be in full control, doesn't it? It takes a lot of faith to tell God, whatever you want to give me, Lord, I'm willing to accept it. It doesn't matter what it is. It's coming from you. I know it's going to be good. I accept that. Sometimes it's hard to give him all that control because we want to control our lives. So how much land did God give to Jabez? We don't know, do we? He doesn't say how much he gave him. But I bet you it was enough. I bet it was more than he deserved. It wasn't more than what God could give him. So it was just right, wasn't it? It was just enough. 
just like God does for us. He gives us just enough. He gives us just what we need when we pray to him in faith. Number four, Jabez prayed to have God's presence in his life, that thine hand might be with me. You know, when God has his hand on you, it's pretty apparent to everyone around you, isn't it? Whenever you let God out and you let him shine through you, it's pretty obvious that you're a Christian and that you go to church and that you follow his word. So God, in all of his glory, all of his majesty, all his splendor and awesomeness, he wants to put his hand on us. He wants to carry us through each and every situation, and he wants to give us direction. You know, time and time again, the Bible talks about the hand of God. In Psalms chapter 18, verse 35, Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden, holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. In Psalm 63 and 8, My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. In Psalm 73, 23, Nevertheless, I am continually with thee, thou hast holden me by my right hand. It's comforting to know that God has us, isn't it? It's comforting whenever God has his hands on us, or we have our hand in his hand, and he's holding us, and we know he's taking care of us. You know, whenever, whenever your children, and you held your dad's hand, or maybe you got up and crawled up in his lap, how did that make you feel? You know, my dad worked in the oil field, and uh, a lot of places, most of the time when I was little, he worked two weeks on, two weeks off. So dad was gone for two weeks, he'd come back for two weeks, and he'd come home, and it was the first thing that I wanted to do. Well, I wanted to go see my dad. I wanted to hold his hand. I wanted to get in his arms and be held, you know? And today, I got two girls. We go to Walmart, we go to Target, we go to the mall, we get out of the vehicle, and the first thing Adeline does is come over and grabs my hand. And we walk inside. And she grabs my hand because she knows there's security in that. She knows that I'm not going to let anything happen to her. Nobody's going to get her because dad's got her hand. Now, Leah did the same thing when she was little. You know, she still will come to me if she feels scared. She'll come stand next to me, you know, because she knows I'm not going to let anybody touch her. It's just not going to happen. But it's the same way with God. You know, there's no reason for us to be afraid when we're in God's hands, when we have his hand and he has his hand upon us. But again, we can't put limits on him, can we? We have to pray in faith. Let him hold our hand. God's power is mighty. He can heal the brokenhearted. He can give sight to the blind. He can make the lame walk. He can restore a soul. So shouldn't we pray Lord, put your hand upon me. Guide me with your wisdom. Protect me with your power. That can be a powerful prayer, can it? Lord, guide me. Put your hand upon me. Protect me with your power. Because God wants to take care of us. So shouldn't we ask for his care? Shouldn't we ask for his presence in our lives every day? 
The Bible says in Psalms chapter 37, verses 23 through 25, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken for his seed begging bread. God always wants to walk with us. but We should pray for his presence in our lives. And number five, Jabez prayed for God's protection. That thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. You know, I got to thinking about it a little bit, and we hear a prayer similar to this uh, practically every week in church, don't we? Whenever, you know, there's a lot of us that will pray, watch over us, protect us, God guard and direct us. That's kind of a similar prayer, isn't it? And I think that's within itself a pretty good prayer. We need God to watch over us and to protect us from evil. We need him to guide us through this world, to guard our thoughts and direct our path. You know why? Because sin is the worst evil out there. It not only disrupts our relationship between the relationship between us and God, but it can disrupt our relationship between us and others. I mean, it's a horrible thing. It brings pain to everyone. You know, it's interesting to me that, that Jabez grew up with the title, One Who Causes Pain, because that's exactly what his name means. You remember earlier on, I read there in verse 9, his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow, or because I bore him with pain. That word sorrow means pain. Jabez knew that pain could affect a life, didn't he? But he knew that God could set him free from pain. God has always promised us that. He's always promised to set us free from pain. We read that in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. God's big enough to take away our sorrow. He's big enough to take away our guilt. He's big enough to take away our shame. He's big enough to take away our pain. So shouldn't we ask, shouldn't we ask him to protect us? You know, I mentioned earlier that Jabez is only found in two verses in the entire Bible. So again, he, he wasn't a great prophet or a great teacher. Uh, he wasn't a wise ruler over a great nation. He wasn't famous for winning some battles. But he's remembered because he prayed. He prayed in faith, believing that God was big enough to answer his prayers. And that's what God did. He answered his prayers. But God answered those prayers because God already wanted to give him those things. You see, God wanted to bless Jabez. God wanted to give him more. He wanted to increase his borders. God wanted to walk with Jabez daily. He wanted to show him his presence. God wanted to keep him from harm and relieve his pain. And because of this, the Bible tells us in verse 10... And God granted him that which he requested. You know, we should walk in faith and pray in such a way that God will grant us all of our prayers that he sees fit for us. You know, we can't go and pray for a million dollars. <laughs> you can't say, Lord, would you please bless me with a million dollars? It's probably not going to show up in your bank account. That's just not how it works. But if you were to say, Lord, bless my family and I, 
Lord, give me the means to provide for my family. You pray that in faith. He's going to answer that prayer. Because that's the same type of prayer that Jabez prayed, isn't it? So what does it mean to you? The prayer of Jabez reminds us that everyone struggles with choosing to either rely on self or to rely on God. You know, whether you're a focused Christian or you're just searching to find out more about God, life's a growing process, isn't it? However, it's very clear in reviewing the prayer of Jabez as well as the rest of the Bible that God is faithful and caring for those who seek him. And Jabez is a great example of that, isn't he? He's a great example of how God wants everyone to come to him through prayer, through constant prayer, through passionate prayer. You know, if you're looking to start a relationship with God or uh, just improve your existing relationship with God, prayer is a great place to start. God answers prayers when you trust him. God it pleases God when you pray to him. And we can all learn from Jabez and faithfully pray to God always in everything we do. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this sermon podcast. If you would like more information or have questions about what you have heard, email us at cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash wheelerareacfc.com.